about today. Know that I've been I've been keeping track of UFOs since I was a kid, and I was always fascinated by it. Today they're called UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, and uh, there's names that. If, if you study this at all, I mean, there's names that pop up in your mind like Roswell or Trinity or uh, Virginia, the Trinity crashes. There was, a, there was a reported crash over by Cape Girardeau about 60 years ago. Uh, but 23 is really is, a, is the year that not only did UFOs or UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, not only did they really capture the headlines, but they really captured the imagination of people. And... Uh, in 2017, the New York Times ran a piece uh, confirming that the United States government had spent millions of dollars uh, investigating the high strangeness that is associated with UAPs, UFOs, and the uh, UAP phenomena. And the article really led to a saturation in the media with, with this particular phenomena. Uh, back in, I think it was in December of year before last, because in the summer of last year, June, we were on vacation, there was a whistleblower by the name of David Grush. Uh, he had been in the uh, intelligence community for a very long time. He came out and he says, hey, I, I, I was in charge of, of, of doing a report, and these are the things I was told. These are the things, the reports that I read. And he, he, uh, he witnessed... He gave his witness to the House Select Committee in June. And I'm going to show a real quick piece of that uh, particular uh, testimony. Steve, we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier. Do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Skiff is a secured uh, place where they can go in without their cell phones, computers, and he can talk openly and freely in that. A few weeks ago, last part of last year, David Grush was on Tucker Carlson's uh, program on Twitter, X. And I don't watch, excuse me, I don't watch Tucker religiously. In fact, it doesn't matter to me. I, what I really wanted you to see was an element that Tucker brought out. Uh, he, he had a conversation with David Grush, and there was an element to this UAP phenomenon that really did not settle well with Tucker. And I want to show you uh, that real quick interview. Uh, it's just like a minute long. But I want you to pay very close attention to the last couple of things that Carlson says. One more time. Tucker Carlson recently spoke with redacted co-host Clayton Morris, saying he hasn't even told his wife that he's what he's learned on this elusive subject. Let's watch. The second thing that bothers me is the UFO story. And, uh, you know, the more you dig into that and talk to people with knowledge, with actual knowledge of it, again, that's another story where there are some, you know, fanciful ideas floating around that are just, you know, there's no evidence that they're true. But if you talk to people who, you know, have actual knowledge of it that they gathered themselves, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, 
you know, haven't told my wife about it. I mean, I, I haven't verified any right. of this, but this is not just stuff that I read on the internet. I know you all are very, very grounded in that story. So I think I know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. but there's some stuff there that's just like, man, I, I'm not even sure what that means. Listen. There's a spiritual component there that I, I don't fully understand. Um, so yes, that story bothers me. And I think last thing I'll say that one of the reasons that we've had all the, these disclosures and all these, what, 10 whistleblowers at this point, and it hasn't really become front page news. Part of it's suppression. You know, parts of the government don't want you to know about it, but part of it is the public can't deal with it. It's too far out. The okay. Uh, this morning when I came in, one of the people who were serving at the church, I said, Preach, thank you for preaching that message last night. And i got to be honest with you, I preached this message last night, and I thought, this is really weird. And he said, you know, the guys I talk with, having coffee and the stuff is it's not settled well with me it's not settled well in my spirit i didn't know what to i didn't know what to say didn't know what to do didn't know what to think and he says you you set me straight on some things last night so hopefully today i can give you some things that will help you with this uh, i do know this that on friday i want you to know i'm not bringing stuff up that was in some book a million years ago this is stuff that's going down now friday uh the house select committee is being briefed again by Grush and some of these whistleblowers on what's happened. So, y'all, this is stuff that's it's on the ground right now. Uh, let's deal with it. Let's just let's just bring it all out in the open. Uh, I do know that God created you and me to do uh, a very few certain limited things. Number one, we're meant to know Him, love Him, and to show Him that we love Him. We're meant to love Him, know Him, and to show Him that we love Him. And we know that God created the universe. And why did He do that? Why would He create the universe? Very very simple. In fact, it rolls throughout the pages of Scripture like a storm. God. created created the heavens to display and to declare the glory of God. That's why he did it. Uh, if someone would ask you, Brother Mike, do you think that, that earth is only the inhabited planet and that humankind is the only intelligent species in the entire universe? Well, just between you and me, if you would ask me that question, I would say, yeah. And he would say, well, well that seems like an incredible amount of space that's, that's wasted and things like that. Well, the truth is, God didn't ask us when he was building this thing what we thought what our thoughts were on how he should design it. Y'all, it's really none of our business. It doesn't really concern us why God made the universe as big as he did. And if this is the only planet with intelligent life, I'm going to tell you what, that's all I know. So if, if God made aliens, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that these aliens are demonic. I think that, they're, I think that, they, are, I think that they are of the enemy. Uh, and to say, did God make aliens? I, I don't really know if there are aliens on other planets. I do know that there are demons. And I know that there are fallen angels. And uh, we're going to unpack some of that. God created us to know him, to love him, and to show him. And then I think he gave us a hint of what he's like when he made the universe. There's not a beginning or an end to the universe. We know it's huge. We know that it's, ma uh, that it's massive. And when God created the universe, he was kind of giving us a little hint of on what he's like. He's big. No beginning, no end. And so the universe is declaring the glory of God. And the reason we exist is to see, uh, to see God, to know God, to be stunned by the universe and reflect that glory back to God. God, you made something really incredible and big. I don't understand it, but it's awesome. Paul says this in Romans 1, 20, verse 21. He says that the invisible attributes of God, all right, his eternal power, the divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that, so that people are without excuse. The heavens declare the glory of God. Creation declares the glory of God. We see the evidence of God all around us. For although they knew God, 
They did not glorify Him as God. Y'all, the great tragedies of the universe is that we, may, we were made to show God, love God, and to know God, and to glorify God, and we blew it. I mean, we blew it. We, we picked our own sin, our own lust, what we want to do over God. And by the way, anytime you embrace your stuff over God's stuff, it's called sin. All right. The Bible says that God created the world for his glory. And that's enough. I don't have to know why everything is where it is. Uh, God created the universe for him, okay, to declare his glory. He, it doesn't, it's not our show. It's not about us. We don't have to understand everything because it's not about us. It's about him. Why should Christians talk about this stuff? Why should we be aware of UFOs or UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena? I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I think it could have to do with Bible prophecy because I think as we're, we're, we're going down this UAP rabbit hole, all this stuff, when you, when you take it into consideration, it really strikes, strikes and builds up to a, a, a perfect end-time false religion. It really adds up to what the enemy can use to describe an event that will occur called the rapture. I'm going to unpack some of that for you very quickly. In just a moment, Isaiah 43, verse 10 through 11 says this, But I have a witness, O Israel, says God. You are my witness, my servants. You're chosen to know and to believe me and to understand that I alone am God. There is no other what? There never has been and there never will be. Do you see that in the text, y'all? There will never be another God and there never has been another God. There never will be another God. So when we look at that verse, we understand who's in control. In fact, Genesis 1, uh, 1, 1, it tells us that God created time, space, and matter. In the beginning, there's time. God created the heavens, space, the crab nebulous, all that up there. Then what do you throw up in that big space? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made stuff to stick up in it. So we know that God is the creator of the universe to declare His glory. We know that it was God's idea to bring about time, space, and matter. Pretty good God. And so as He's done all this, you and I look as Christians at this and we say, Okay, God, You are Him. You are the one true God. You've created everything. The heavens declare Your glory. We as Christians, we embrace that. Listen to this. This is a crazy fact. In the United States today, there are more people who believe in the existence of aliens than in the existence of God. In the United States today, there's more people who believe that aliens have visited the earth as compared to Jesus visiting the earth 2,000 years ago. There's more people who believe that aliens have been here. More people believe that. And y'all, that's why I say this is a new religion. This is a new belief structure. This is a new religion that believes aliens are going to save the world. They are the, they're the answer to our energy problem. They're the answer to the population problem. They're the answer to the starvation problem. They're the answer to the climate change problem. They've got the, uh, they, they know how to unlock uh, zero point energy. They know how to do all of this. And man, they'll give it to us if we'll clean up our act. Get along. Stop identifying as individuals and come under a collective. What's that sound like? One world leader, one flag, one system, one religion. Well, Brother Mike, where have I heard that from? The book of Revelation. So when I tell you that this is a deceptive thing, and again, guys, I'm not telling you thus says the Lord. I'm saying this says Mike, but uh, this says Mike, but I could see where it would happen. 
And the reason I tell you this is because I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to lose your faith. I don't want you to walk away from God. And I don't want the, the enemy to, to disrupt your mind and deceive you. Yo, this is a new religion. And uh, non-human entities or intelligence, they are not who you think they are. They are not what you think they are. And they're not from where you think they're from. They are real. I don't think these people are getting snookered up and seeing things in the sky that aren't there. But I'll be, I'll be more than happy to tell you why. Because as a Christian, I believe in an immortal and invisible God. I believe in angels and demons. I believe in the physical realm and the spiritual realm. My friends, if you're a born-again Christian, the supernatural is part of who you are. Okay? One of the lies the UFO phenomena tells us, or the UAP phenomena tells us, is that it tries to explain away our origin, where you and I come from. We, we believe that we were created by God, Jason. The UAP phenomena says that we, this is my, this is my favorite uh, theory from them, it's crazy, but it's my favorite. It's called uh, panspermia where there was an outside element from outer space that interacted in a time in our past. It's always the past. It's always evolution. Way, way back. Something from space impacted us or messed with our DNA. Like, have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? Uh, it's a panspermia theory. But way back in, 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 in time, something from outside of planet Earth interrupted the, the whatever was here. And from that, manipulation or from that evolutionary experiment or from that genetic whatever that panspermia event it set in motion a chain of events that let us become homo sapiens and develop the iphone and things like that that's what the that's what the uap origin story was and here's a here's the thing guys if we're a product of some alien experiment where's god you don't need God. He didn't make us. That's what I'm at the bottom of that rabbit hole. And so now you've removed God from the you've removed God from the equation, and you've added alien technology or panspermia. I want you to listen to what the Bible says. Two thousand years ago, this is what people were asking about the last days. This is the book of uh, Peter, written by Second uh, Peter, written by. In fact, I think we talked about him last week. Wasn't it Peter who denied Jesus three times? Yeah. Okay, same cat. Wrote this book. He said, man, this is my second letter to you. Dear friends, and in both of them, I've tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the Holy Prophet said long ago and what Jesus, uh, and Savior, commanded through his apostles. Most importantly, I want you to remember that in the last days, church say last days. The stuff that Peter was talking about that's going to happen in the last days, I want you to understand something. It didn't start yesterday. It's been going on for 2,000 years. There's always been scoffers. There's always been people like this. What Peter's saying is in the last days, this thing's going to get clicked up to 11. In the last days, there will be scoffers mocking the truth. Well, what's the truth? Brother Mike, the truth is you were made by God. Yeah. Truth is you were made by a loving God who loves you and made you in His image. That's the truth. I want you to remember what the Holy Prophet said. In the last days, scoffers will come, they will mock the truth, and they will follow their own... My goodness, if you remove God from the equation, whose desires else are you going to follow? You can do whatever you want, man. 
There's no repercussions. You can cheat on your wife. You can get addicted. You can whatever. Murder's on the table, man. There's no God if that's what they're saying. Now, I want you to understand something. You're, you're, you're sitting there in your spirit. You're saying, Mike, that's crazy. Welcome to the show. It is nuts. Man, when you take God out of the equation, there are no rules. And when that happens, guess what? You can now follow your own desires. Verse 3. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? For before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first started. They deliberately forgot. Church, say deliberately forgot. These guys were saying, well, where's this Jesus? He's not coming back the way he's... This was 2,000 years ago, and the church was already put out saying, where's he coming? When's he coming? And, and what, what Peter's saying is they, were delib- they deliberately forgot. I'm going to tell you what that means. They were dumb on purpose. They were dumb on purpose. They knew the truth. They knew what the Bible said. They'd believed it all their life, but they were dumb on purpose, and they left the truth in, on purpose. In other words... They're saying, I would rather believe something false. And let's just make it applicable for the, mer- the message. I would rather believe something false, that through panspermia theory, something from outside my, my, my solar system impacted my planet, and because of that, uh, because of that outside uh, I- I- uh, alien, uh, alien encounter, here we are. There were people who would rather believe that than believe that they were created by a loving God. They were dumb on purpose. Peter tells us in the last days, people will be stupid on purpose. Now, the reason why you're not saying anything is because this is the world you're living in. This is real. This isn't dusty words on a page that are 2,000 years old. This is the world we're living in. What reason would be behind somebody believing a lie like that? Why would somebody intentionally ignore and not believe the truth and instead go with a lie because i've already told you church if you're not following the desires of god's heart you are free to follow the desires of your heart sleep with whoever you want go through as many marriages as you want blow through as much money as you want don't worry about anything in all of creation church there's only one that bears the image of god the reflection of God and the very likeness of God. Brother Mike, are you saying, Brother Mike, Brother Mike, are you saying God didn't, are you saying that God couldn't make aliens? I'm not saying he couldn't, I'm just saying I don't think he did. Why not, Brother Mike? Because I'm a Christian, number one. Uh, number two, uh, I, I, I believe that the Bible is clear that the whole universe has experienced the fall from one end to the other. All right, Brother Mike, so what's that mean? It means that we live in a time where people are looking to the scars, these stars people, the, the greys, the, uh, the reptilians, the Nordics, okay, all these little species of, of UAPs and NHIs that people say they're out there. What they do is this. Oh, if they, when they come, they're going to cure cancer. When they come, they're going to cure disease. When they come, they're going to cure the famine. When they cure, the water problem is going to be done. When they come, we're going to have all the technology we need. When they come, there's not going to be any disease. Everybody's going to get along, hold hands, and sing kumbaya. As soon as these star people show up and take care of everything. Preacher, what's the big deal with that? Because this, those aren't the saviors of the world. Savior of the world's already came. His name's Jesus. If we're wanting for somebody to come and rescue this planet, man, we're about 2,000 years uh, too late. Jesus has already done it. You just have to receive it by faith. And so when the idea that that these UAPs and these uh, uh, non-human intelligence 
when we think that they're the savior of mankind, they're not. In coming messages, you're going to see how these UAPs or non-human intelligence may be blamed for the reasons why very shortly there's going to be millions and millions and millions of people that vanish off the face of this planet. Now, you may not have been a Christian for very long, or maybe, maybe I've been guilty of not preaching the rapture as often as I should have, but I do want to introduce that to you if it's, if it's a new doctrine for you or a new thought. Y'all, there's a time coming when the Lord will come back to take his people home. It's an event that we've called the rapture. But this is the way Jesus describes this future event that's going to come. Matthew 24, by the way, Matthew 24 is what's called the Olivet Discourse. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives and he's talking to the people about the last days. What we're talking about. For as in the days before the flood, the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and, and didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. What will happen is there will be two men working in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. In another part of town, two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Watch therefore, for you don't know what hour that's going to go down. You don't know what hour the Lord's coming. Well, Brother Mike, why did one go and why did one stay? Here's the answer. One believed in Jesus and one didn't. One had asked for forgiveness of their sin and surrendered to the heart of the Lord, and the other one hadn't. That's the filter. That's the difference. The Apostle Paul describes that same event like this in the book of 1 Thessalonians 4.14. Y'all still with me or are you ready for me to quit? It's 11.12. Stay with me, guys. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring within those who have died in Christ or who fall asleep in Christ, those who've died already as Christians. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, the rapture, will by no means precede those who have fallen asleep. Y'all, there's coming a time when those who are already buried, whether they're in the ground or they're up on an urn on your fireplace with ashes. I believe that because the Bible says there is a day coming when this will happen. The dead in Christ will rise. And they'll meet the Lord in the air. They're gone. They'll receive that glorified body like Jesus had. But don't you worry because you're right on their tail. This is what the Bible says. Brother Mike, I've never heard this. Cool. I'm going to give you some hope. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are, who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be. I believe every word of that. And I'm ready for it, man. I'm not scared. I'm anticipating it. I'm looking forward to it. With them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. There's a coming a time, church, when millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of Christians are going to vanish off the face of the earth. Now, if you get left behind, guess what? you got questions. Where did everybody go? Where's everybody at? How come I didn't get taken? Now, this is, this is the way I could see this story going down. Breaking news. Millions disappear. Planes crash. 
Buses swerve off the interstate. Ships collide into the shore. Where'd everybody go? They've all been abducted. They were the people stopping us from coming to begin with. Now we can give you the technology. Now we can give you the cures. Now we can give you the answers. Now we can give you the secret information. Now we can bring peace to your planet. Now you can join the galactic federal family. That we got all these people out. The ones who were left behind, you're the good guys. For about three and a half years, things go pretty good. People getting along, there's peace. They got one leader, one flag, one nation, one world government. Christians are gone, church has been removed. First three and a half years, things seem to be going okay, but about that third and a half year, bottom breaks out and all hell breaks loose on this planet. You read the book of Revelation, there are angels that come from heaven. Angels that come from heaven. Dropping bowls of judgment on the planet. Angels from heaven. Dropping judgment on the planet. What will this world look for? They'll look for a reason why we're gone. Where'd they go? Church, if you know Jesus, you don't have a thing to worry about. You'll be with the Lord. But I'll tell you this, you're stuck around here during them seven years. You're going to think about this Sunday. You're going to think about this Sunday. And I'm going to build on that thought in coming weeks. I want to drop some truth bombs on you. Because these are the things that I think help Joe. (sighs) Number one. These are things I want to give you that can help you uh, not be deceived. Truth bomb number one. You are created by God. Because God created human beings. God created human beings. Then God said, let us. He's not schizophrenic. He's speaking of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity. Let us make man, mankind, humanity, the human race in our image. Well, what's that look like? Well, it's going to be in our likeness. We're going to let them rule over everything. They're going to be stewards over the planet. Verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Not with 83 different kinds of genders, but male and female. Then he said, I'm going to bless you. Go and be fruitful and multiply. Have babies. Dudes can't do that. Two dudes can't do that. Two chicks can't do that. God made this planet with the ability to reproduce itself. That's his system. Didn't ask you and me how to or why. This is what he does. That's truth. You are not the result of panspermia. You are not the result of evolution. You are not the result of some chemical reaction and some primordial ooze in the ocean. You were created by God. You were created by the Almighty. 
Psalm 139 says this, God, You made all my delicate, my inner parts. You knit me together in my mama's womb. Thank You for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know. You watched me as I was being formed from utter seclusion and as woven together in the dark of my womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in Your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. Guys, God knows you. And let me tell you something. I was born into a relationship between two people who weren't married. I was born a bastard, and I'm your pastor this morning. There are no accidents. You get me? There are no accidents. Who but our God could do that? Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They can't be numbered. Man, you are not a result of a comet or an alien messing with our DNA. You are here because God loves you and He made you to show Him glory, to know Him, and to give Him praise. Truth bomb number two. Truth bomb number one is that God made human beings. Here's truth bomb number two for me, and it does it for me. This settles the UAP argument. I don't need anything else because this does it for me. And I think it did it for Joe. Jesus is human. He's fully God, fully divine. I don't, want to dis, uh, I don't want to misrepresent this because the whole idea of the incarnation is Jesus fully divine and fully human simultaneously. Cool. He is fully God, fully human, same time. Why was it important that Jesus was human? What? So what? Follow me on this because again, this is what did it for me and I think Joe. What kind of blood does Jesus have? What kind of blood does Jesus have? What kind of blood does Jesus have? Okay. Why is that important, preach? All right. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock by which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which was brought by, by was bought by His own what? What kind of blood? All right. Colossians. And He is the head of the body, Jesus, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. He was the first one who came up out of that grave. First one raptured, if you will. So that in everything he might have the supremacy, for God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, God in the flesh, and through him to reconcile the whole world, all things, whether things on earth or things in, by making peace through his, what kind of blood does Jesus have? Okay, shed on the cross. Hebrews 9.14, how much more then will the human blood of Jesus who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanses our consciousness from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. And this is the last one I'll give you, 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the, the human blood of Jesus. His son. And it's that human blood of Jesus that purifies us from sin. So, this blood that we've just seen text after text after text that talk about the blood of Jesus. What kind of blood is it? It takes that perfect human blood, sinless human blood, in order to forgive us human beings. All right, follow me. Your head's going to explode, and I don't want that to happen. 
Non-human intelligence is not human by definition. Aliens are not human by definition. In fact, I really believe that they're demonic. Y'all, the reason Jesus came as a human being is because you and I are human and He wants to redeem the human race. Brother Mike, why not everybody? Church, demons can't be redeemed. Demons can't be saved. The reason why Jesus came as a human being is because He loves human beings. We needed human blood to forgive our sins of our human soul that God made. The blood of Jesus is human because He he came to redeem the image bearers of God. He came to redeem humanity. What about E.T. salvation, Brother Mike? Didn't Jesus die for everybody? That's what 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, and He died for all. Aliens, by definition, are non-human. They possess no soul that can, be re- that can be redeemed. Demons cannot be redeemed. They can't be saved. And that's why I'm telling you, y'all, all this UAP and UFO stuff, it's built on a foundation of lies. God's not your Creator. Humanoids from beyond are the Savior of the world. It's built on yuck. It's not built on truth at all. And these orbs and tic-tacs and disclosures are built upon the foundation of lies. What lies are that, Brother Mike? You are not the result of an alien experiment. You are not the result of panspermia. You are not the result of some evolutionary experiment from an advanced evolved race of entities from beyond this planet. Another lie answers the aliens are not the answers to this problems world, uh, to the to the problems of this world, church. Jesus is the answer to the problems in this world. It's not going to come from them. It's all built on a lie. I didn't talk about this last night, but I need to today because I should have last night. Who's, you know, if there's a conspiracy or a lie being told, somebody's at the bottom of it, right? Somebody got to be pulling the shots. You know, there's got to be some deep face with the deep state. Here's the face. God showed, God showed us the receipt of who's behind all this. John 8, 44. He describes the person before I get into where I'm going. He says, the one behind this, well, you belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your, your daddy's desires. And by the way, he's a murderer from the beginning. Not holding on to the truth, but what's the truth? God made you. God created you. God sent His Son Jesus to die in your place. They're not holding to the truth. They're being stupid on purpose. For there is no truth in Him. When He lies, He speaks His native language. And He's a liar and the father of all lies. Church, if you want to know who at the, who's at the bottom of all this UAP stuff, there it is. Anything that takes away from the glory of God. I guarantee you, I know the origin of it. You don't have to give me all the flight logs. I got it right there. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder. Because Satan himself will masquerade as a... You mean to tell me that the devil can deceive us by looking like something from God or something from up there? I didn't say that. But the Bible does. He will disguise himself as an angel of light. I don't know if that means UAP, Tic Tacs. I don't know. 
I have no idea. But I can tell you what, I don't have to do a whole lot of shoehorning to get that idea. Because as a born-again Christian, I believe that we're living in the last days, and I believe that we didn't get from Mayberry to Mayhem overnight. There are platforms being placed. There are excuses being placed. There are, uh, th- there are things being operated right now in order to explain away why we're gone and to usher in a new world order and to usher in the Antichrist, to usher in all this stuff that's going to come down, which we will talk about this month. Church, this demonic deception, this lie, is something that you must hear about. This week on the news, you're going to hear a lot about it. Some of you are going to go home today and you're going to say, I didn't hear David Grush. You're going to Google that dude. And you're going to have questions. But I want you to know that today, preach put some tools in your box that will help you not be deceived. I'm going to tell you why. This is what the Bible says in Matthew 24, 24. All of that discourse talking about the end times. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders and deceive, if possible, even the... You know who that is? Susan, that's you and me. Brenda, that's us. In the last days, the devil is going to try his very best to deceive the whole world and, if possible, even Tim Hathaway, even Dean Fogerson, even Jason Vasquez. Similarly, in Mark 13, 22, for false messiahs and prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders if possible. Even the very elect will be deceived. Church, these passages are part of Jesus' discourse on the end times. He's saying this isn't something that's going to happen. He didn't say this is something that could happen. He says this is what will happen. According to Jesus' own words, at the end of the age, there will be an increase in deception and even sincere believers may be at risk of being misled. I don't know what all that means. I don't know what all that means. All I know is this. I do not want to be misled. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my eyes on the cross and I'm going to follow Him. Christian, be on your guard against any teaching or any theory or any disclosure that glorifies humankind and creation and denies the Almighty God. Jesus is coming to take us home. Don't you make any mistake about that. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. I might meet him after I die, or I might see him in the air. But church, to me, that is not crazy. That's a part of who I am. It's my belief. It's who I am. And I look forward to that day. I'm not scared of it. In fact, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Are you ready? Let's not worry about a whole lot how they're going to explain while we're gone. Let's just make sure we get out of here on the first trip, okay? Let's make sure we're out of here that first horn. I want to show that video real quick. Show that, sis. Jesus Christ is coming back for His church. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, Watch therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord is coming. I want you to know, church, that Jesus Christ could come this month. Or He might come next week. Or He could even come...
don't be fooled. Don't be tricked. Don't be hoodwinked. And don't be deceived. These things that people are seeing, don't buy into what science says or the media says. I want you to look very closely at the Word of God and realize that there is a plan afoot. There is an end time scenario that's being played out. And you need to be aware of it. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Man, today, if, if you don't know where, where you stand with Jesus, today, if you don't know if you'd go up if that horn blew, that trumpet shouted, you don't know if you'd go with that first group. Man, you don't have to guess. You don't have to assume. You can know. In fact, the Bible says, for these things have been written so that you may know you have eternal life. Y'all, here's the thing. If you're alive right now, there's still hope because Jesus says, I, I'm calling you to me today. I want to save you. I want to write your name down in my book up here. I want to be your God and I want you to be my child. Today, as eternity is calling into your heart, there's an urgency today with this, with this, with this challenge. It's, it's urgency. Time is near. One of my favorite beautiful little stories is this little boy who used to stay with his mom, his grandma and grandpa, and he'd, he'd always hear that clock ring in the middle of the night. It, it'd ring 10 chimes for 10 o'clock, 11 for 11 o'clock, and 12 for 12 o'clock, and it'd always wake him up on the hour. But one night, it was about 1 o'clock, and he was waiting for that one ching. He was waiting for that one, that one chime, but uh-uh. Instead of one chime, he heard one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then for the very first time, there was a thirteenth chime. He'd never heard that thirteenth chime before. He runs to his grandma's room, wakes her up and says, Mama, wake up, it's later than it's ever been. Church, it's later than it's ever been. It's later than it's ever been. The rapture is closer to you right now than it's ever been. Today, if you don't know where you would go, you need to place your faith in Jesus and let Him save you. You need to surrender your life to Him and say, Lord, you're going to be the Lord and God of my life and I'm going to be your child and I'm going to follow you the rest of my life until you lead me home. Man, today, if you've not never made that decision, this is the day. I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm asking you to join the family of God. If you would, church, if you're able, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Today, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, then in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come forward to this altar, and I'm going to ask you to take some real estate up here. If you feel like kneeling, you can kneel. If you want to stand, you can stand, but I, 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 I want to pray with you this morning. If there's one person, two people, three people, 30 people, I want you to settle this issue with God right now. So in a moment, I'm going to open up this invitation. This morning, if, if you're coming forward for salvation, I just want you to stick up here. I want you to give your heart to Jesus. Maybe this morning you need to rededicate your life. Maybe you've been dropping some balls. You've been stumbling around. You've not been doing the walk you should be walking. Man, come today back. Come back home. Come back home. Forget what's in the past. Press forward to the prize that lies ahead. Stop beating yourself up. You're fighting a battle that, praise God, Jesus has already won. 
Stop trying to exhaust yourself over the victory that you've already got. Just take it. You'll be happier, I promise. But church, this invitation is for you. Almighty God, as we come into your presence at this moment, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall in this room. Father, if there's some lost people in here that you're trying to call into you, Father, let your voice be the loudest voice in this room. Lord, maybe there's somebody here today that's been backsliding. They're not walking right. And man, today's the day. They've decided the first, uh, first full Sunday of the year, this is it. This is the day. I pray for that person, Lord. I pray for the people that you've placed on our heart this morning, people who need to hear messages like this, that need to get saved. And Father, even this week, place those people on our heart. Listen, let them, let them be invited to church next week. Thank you, Lord, for being so truthful and honest with us. And we love you. It's in your name that we pray. And amen. And today, if you would like to give your heart to Jesus, I want to walk you through it. I'd hate to think that that trumpet blew this afternoon and anybody in this room would miss it because I didn't give an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. So let me do it again. This morning, if you'd like to just surrender to him, would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I know that you made me and I know that you can save me. I know you died for me, and I want to live for you. Jesus, today, I believe that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross in my place. And you secured my salvation through your blood. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Save me and make me yours. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name. And amen.